just solo dolo unfortunately my lovely co-host is in her place of residence right now as everyone should be but nobody wants to fucking follow that for whatever reason it's i don't know i don't know man i just see all these it gets a little warm out and everybody's willy-nilly you know parading around and skipping and it it makes me miserable to see their fucking happiness but at the same time i'm like ha y'all gonna die i don't know i uh i have this view from my job where i could see everybody um at the park that is just before the the tunnel going into foster beach and there's a fucking full-on family no mass riding their bikes just frolicking around being white as fuck and old people too fucking old people you have you know what i i'm not gonna lie i kind of respect the older people kind of just saying fuck it you know because they're probably like they probably want to kick the bucket pretty soon they're just like you know what this coronavirus is a fucking sign it's time for me to hit the road i have seen enough i have harassed dozens and dozens of people it's my time to go and i respect that you know but i'm not gonna lie um when i see older people or or walk past them i do get a little more shaken up i do feel it's i don't know i mean it's not as bad as you know people acting weird towards asians because i i think that's fucking stupid um but man i every time i pass a a gertrude or an esther or or a fucking hank i'm just like yo Godspeed, Tiana. Godspeed. But I don't know. Enough of that. Speaking of the whites, um, did you guys hear about fucking Karen's not being, not wanting to be called Karen? <laughs> That's such a fucking Karen thing to do. You know what I mean? Like these. These motherfuckers have the audacity, the audacity to to call the term Karen uh, the K word as if it measures up with any other derogatory word like the N word. <laughs> like it has this it doesn't have the same gravity as calling a black person uh, you know, Lakeisha or calling a Mexican woman Guadalupe. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, we've fucking taken that for centuries. And you're going to get mad about a Karen? Okay, fine. I won't call you Karen, Susan, Becky. That's such a Karen thing to get mad about. <laughs> Like, do you want to talk to the PC police manager? Like, what? What's the deal, man? What? What? What happened? You ran out of toilet paper. You don't know what. You don't know what to do with your life now. <laughs> or, or is it? 
the issue of now having too much toilet paper accessible that you're that you're just like, oh, this is some communist bullshit. And they want to call me by my name. Oh, no, it's about to go down. Yeah, it is. It is about to go down, Karen. We, we've had enough. We've had enough. And you know what? It's, it's going to be a civil fucking war. It's going to be the next civil war, bro. So, you know, fucking strap up, bro. Because it's going to go down. It's going to be a race war. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am totally kidding. I do not condone race wars. I am not prejudiced. I just have beef with Karens. Not all white people. Just, just that specific, that narrow demographic that is not so narrow. I'm sorry. Not sorry almost sorry I take it back Mm, no I don't but I just (laughs) pretty soon not even pretty soon I'm talking shit but can you imagine further down in the line where all across the board people do perceive the term Karen as the k-word and it's this like widespread problematic thing we don't say it's like lined up with like the you know the f word you know the the one that rhymes with maggot or the n word or what have you <laughs> and and then people people talk amongst themselves and they're just like hey do you remember when we when we used the term karen like what was wrong with us back then? Our kids are are grilling us and shit, and we're just like, hey, you know what? You know what? <laughs> that was a different time, okay? You can't, you can't. That was just how everybody thought. You fucking snowflake. I wonder what future names, what what it's gonna look like for future names. I feel like. Future names are just going to be, like, usernames. (laughs) Like, we're, like, fucking, our our daughters are going to be, like, shoddy too thick, 71. (laughs) Formula Boppy, five months. I don't know. That was bad. That was reaching. But can you imagine, though, if, like, our names are eventually just reduced to Instagram usernames or tw- or Twitter handles? <laughs> Tiano Reeves, what are you doing? <laughs> Champagne Poppy, if you don't clean your fucking room right now, there will be hell to pay. Which is, oh, man, the world we live in. It's... It's crazy, and everybody's a fucking spiritual guru now, now that we're all quarantined. Let's talk about it. Everybody wants to fucking share their stupid-ass yoga videos, dude. You don't, you don't care about the fucking, the, the, the yogis. You just want to show off your fucking ass in those tight leggings, you fucking whore. Put it on your OnlyFans. I am I am currently losing my my mind right now, but it's all good because you guys got a you guys get a front row seat into the depreciation of my sanity. 
But, you know, fuck it. Here we are. I do this for you guys. I do this for you and only you. This is not even a me thing. I don't do this for me. I hate doing this shit. But I'm so fucking caring and I'm I'm so I'm just I'm just so diligent, you know, because I'm I'm for I'm for the people. I believe in democracy. You know what I mean? I'm a fucking martyr, bro. I humiliate myself over and over for for your entertainment. I don't know what happened there with that slight stutter. I had a little little shakiness in my voice. I ain't scared. I ain't scared. Sometimes. Sometimes I am. I take medication for that. It's all good. It's all good, scumbags. <sighs> what else has been... What what else has been going on in Tiana's world, which is pretty much everybody's world at this point? You know, at first, the quarantine wasn't really a scary thing for me. Like, I understood that... I understood the, the gravity of the situation. You know, it's a fucking pandemic. We're quarantined. This is goddamn historical. You know what I mean? But... I'm grateful. I'm still working. I'm able to pay my rent. Rent hasn't gone up. So, you know, shout out to those uh, facets of my life. I don't even know if I use that word right. But, you know, fuck it. Who cares? You're just gonna you're gonna soak it up. You know what I mean? You I, I spew bullshit. You fucking inhale it that it's it's a, it's an and it's an exchange that we have. Um, but yeah, it wasn't until not long ago where the quarantine was taking its toll for me. Cause usually like I do this shit on the daily, nothing has changed, still working, um, still being a wino, still being a homebody, still being a fucking pothead. Speaking of pothead, I feel like a total fucking cockmaster today. Because, no, not because I was owning the cock, but because I was the cock. I was waiting on my marijuana supply, you know, because support local, motherfucker. And he told me it was on the way. I'm like, for sure, bet, you know. And I had my phone on the charger, and I assumed that it was on loud, because I put it on loud when I'm about to receive the loud. And I'm going to pretend I didn't just say that. But I did. I did. I left it on fucking vibrate. And I I got, I lost myself in a Twitter wormhole. And I lost myself in season three of Sex in the City. And you know what? I was kind of feeling season three. Uh, I mean, I love Sex in the City regardless. I fucking, I stan all of those bitches. But I enjoyed it because Mr. Big wasn't really um, relevant in, uh, in like the last half of the season, which I enjoyed. I thought Carrie deserved better. I was pissed that she married him. And on top of that, he fucking left her at the altar on their wedding day. He has proven time after time that he is a P.O.S. 
Shit, Mr. Big. He's a Mr. Big asshole. It sounds like a fucking toddler came up with that. But you know what? I am a toddler at heart. That's who I am. I'm I'm trans toddler. You heard it first, world. I'm a fucking baby. <laughs> I'm a baby boy. That's what I am. I identify as a lot of things. I'm currently going through an identity crisis right now. I've identified as a little boy. You know what? If Nicki Minaj can do it, I can do it. You know, Nicki Minaj has Roman. I, you know, I don't have a little boy name. I I think I'd go with like Timmy. Timmy sounds about right. I think I think I I could pass for a Timmy, you know, with a little like spinster cap and like, you know, little shorts and like red Converse high top sneakers, you know, which I have, which I fucking have. You know, I dress like uh, fucking Chucky from Child's Play. I have overalls. So what's up? Yeah, I'm not a train conductor, but I have them. I have them. So going back to how I'm a piece of shit and how Mr. Big ain't shit and blah, blah, blah. I get sucked into the Sex in the City wormhole simultaneously while looking at asses on Instagram and Twitter drama because my life is so exciting. And I thought to myself, I was like, holy shit, it's been a little over a half hour. I jet to my room, look at my phone. I have six missed calls. Yes, I am the fucking greatest. Nobody fucks it up like I fuck it up because that's what I do. So, yeah, had my boyfriend pretty much telling me to answer the phone and blah, 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 because, you know, our dealer was like, yo, your girlfriend is a fucking idiot. She needs to pick up the phone. And, you know, I apologized profusely and he was there and I'm grateful. And I was like, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst. I'm a piece of shit. And he was like, it's all good, you know, but like. If you're going to tell me you're going to be me outside, it's either, like, you meet me outside or, like, don't. And normally, normally, um, hostile, volatile Tiana would have been like, fuck you, bitch, I make mistakes. What, are you not fucking human? You're not fucking human, dude. You're a fucking perfect robot. You're a perfect specimen. Um, but you know what? I took the L. I bit the bullet. I'm like, sorry, man. Like, it won't happen again. And uh, you know what I did? I took it to Twitter and I made, I broadcasted like, hey, my name is Tiana and I fucking hate myself. You know why? Because self-criticism. Self-criticism. That, that is my biggest downfall. I don't, I mean, I'm, I surpassed self-accountability. I'm, now it's just self-loathing. But that's always been a thing for me. And... I want to work on it. I want to get better. But I fear that I'm going to lose my sense of humor. (laughs) Like I take antidepressants and shit and they're pretty effective. You know, especially if I pop two in and I'm a little loosey goosey. It feels like I'm off a bean or something. Feels great. Feels great. There's no come down. I get great sleep. No complaints. But I kind of I don't know. The fucked up part is I feel like 
if I lose this this edge, I I guess you can say I will lose character and and I feel like I will forget how to relate to people if I if I gain confidence, um, which is weird to say because people are naturally attracted to confident people, you know, um, unfortunately, that's how Donald Trump became president. You know, us libs, we can argue that, you know, he's a fucking imbecile and a bigot and is incompetent but the reason why these fucking idiots voted for him is because he says everything with confidence he just doesn't give a shit like he just has this like nonchalant you know unapologetic attitude and people fucking gravitate to that but i feel like when it boils down to it people enjoy other people's self-deprecation you know when people can like make fun of themselves and shit on themselves a bit they're just like okay you're you're grounded and it's it's wild you know because like we always preach about how um you know love love yourself love yourself you know be feel confident take ownership of who you are and blah 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 and then when we actually come across a confident person, we're just like, man, fuck that bitch. Who the fuck does she think she is? Who does Lizzo think she is fucking parading around in a thong like that in the middle of a basketball game? Who does she think she is? And we all make memes about it. And we call her Rikishi and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's focus on the music. Let us let let's focus on the music she's very talented leave lizzo alone leave lizzo alone 2020 i want new music from lizzo though and i and i know we're not gonna get it anytime soon um i don't know but i loved truth hurts when it came out i loved it but uh damn it got so much radio play to the point where i just like Every time I heard it playing at my job, I just wanted to shoot the radio or just fucking, I don't know, just take a fucking club and just bash the radio and like throw it off the balcony. That's how much I grew to hate that song. And I loved it. That was like my anthem. Like when I first heard it, I'd I'd have my wine and like my snacks and shit and like dance around my apartment in my underwear and I'm just like, bitch, shut the fuck up, and that's the truth, and I don't care if it hurts, you heard, you dig, I was gonna fucking get into something, oh yeah, we were talking about confidence, and confidence versus self-deprecation, and what is more alluring, or what is more attractive to people, um, I guess it's just a healthy balance, you know? You you can't be too self-deprecating to the point where it feels like it's self-pity and you're trying to find validation uh with others and then you, you can't be you can't be a fucking Kanye and and you know surpass confidence and have this fucking god complex. 
I'm just speaking of Kanye. <laughs> speaking of Consuelo, um, no, I, as a former fan, it does break my heart to kind of leave the fandom, but I, I just can't get on board with the shit he's been preaching. Like as far as like the Donald Trump thing, like during his life of Pablo tour, and he he made that announcement up. Uh, um, back in California or whatever, I, uh, I was, I was like, okay, fuck this guy. But he was still putting out decent music. And like when he put out Yay, I was, I was curious. And, and I, and I re-listened to Yay, um, recently when I was in the shower or whatever. And the production is nasty, man. Uh, I I grew in appreciate uh, an appreciation for Yay, um, although I still stand by my my uh, my analysis. That's a little that's kind of a heavy word to use for a Kanye album, <laughs> but um, I I I still think it sounds like a like a rough draft. Like he just went through it and he was like perfect he just went through it once and he's like yes like they sound like like very incoherent uh journal entries but i would i definitely prefer that over uh Ye- is it jesus is king or Yeez- jesus is king whatever the fuck that was dude he literally has a line saying you're wait what is it you're my number one chick-fil-a some shit like that some bullshit like that and as soon as i heard that line i was just like i'm done that's the fucked up part like you would think you know after the the whole supporting trump thing that whole fiasco that happened i would have been like all right i'm out of here and i was as far as like his fucking ideology like as a fucking person i was like yeah you scum um yeah like jesus is king is actually the thing that did it for me and you know you can argue like oh he's turning a new leaf and blah blah and no i i think it's it's just a form of self-righteousness like it's a matter of like i just i wrote all my wrongs i or not like i i've how do you say that i've righted all my wrongs that sounds clunky but i'm gonna stay with it because you know moving on we gotta move on time is precious um but yeah like once i heard those corny ass fucking lines i it's like dude and you know what fuck the sunday service I would never attend a Sunday service. That is the most cult shit ever, dude. Like, what in the fucking Jonestown bullshit is that? Everybody's in all white, and you're just fucking thumping the keyboard, just basking in everybody, like, worshiping you? They're not fucking worshiping uh, Jesus or, you know... um, or Christianity or whatever you're fucking preaching about. It's 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 a worship of him and it's gross. Ugh shit. It's 
that's the thing i the the balance of self-deprecation and confidence it's it's about self-awareness um not being too self-aware um but yeah this this quarantine it's it feels like i'm very trapped in the physical sense but mentally psychologically i feel like i've succumbed a couple of psychological revelations um so i you know i'm not afraid to admit it i seek therapy i don't give a shit it's helped me immensely and how i view the world and how i confront issues um and how i how i'm not so irrational and i think of the problem first i think of the outcome and and i i just i just have a better approach um in confrontation and overall social interaction um so as of lately because of the quarantine uh i've been doing like over the phone um sessions which is it's a little weird for me because I would prefer an in-person interview or not interview, but session. Um, just because like you you can see your therapist's body language or, you know, you just you have uh, I feel like I have a better sense of self because I'm, if I'm in the comfort of my own home, I'm going to be like picking my ass and doing some bullshit rolling a joint while i'm fucking talking to my you know my therapist or whatnot um and my as for my last session i had i had canceled and no particular reason i wasn't um i didn't have shit to do but i had this this anxiety that just lingered and just wouldn't go away um, I don't know if it's like partially because I was waking and baking or what because I for for the most part when I wake and bake I feel I feel good depending on the strain you know I I don't often do it because I feel sluggish and I feel unproductive but eh, if I got a good you know nice sativa going a pineapple express uh, some green crack then I'm with it you know um but yeah I I just had this fear of talking to her and I and and I canceled and I felt I, I just didn't feel expressive. I felt like I had nothing to say and that I'd be wasting her time, A. And B, I felt because I because when I first went to therapy, I was in a very dark place. I'm not going to go into the gritty details, but I was in a very dark place. And she's noted my progression and she has acknowledged it and she's seen it and I've seen my progression. But as of lately, I've been feeling incredibly stagnant. I I just don't, I, you know, I haven't recorded in, in months. You know, I haven't put out content in months. And for whatever reason, I just, I, I don't know, I just feel like that creative bug hasn't bit me as of yet and i know in the reality you just have to do shit because you're never gonna want to do anything you can't wait for motivation you have to work for motivation and that's what i've learned um and that's why i'm fucking talking to you guys right now 
Um, and I also and and because of that, I felt like she would judge me because I'm kind of complacent with um, what's the word? My repetition, I guess, um, because I I've settled and I I just don't care to uh, to try to like root for myself and prevail. Um, and I and I felt ashamed and I felt like if I spoke to her, she judged me. And she's a fucking therapist. It's her job to be objective and, you know, kind of look at my life from an omniscient point of view like she's just a fly on the wall and there's no disrespect to her but that's the perspective she's supposed to have um and that's that's the point of fucking therapy if i feel like i'm not my best you fucking share that shit right but it's weird i i prevented myself from possibly having uh a successful session and in fear of like my own therapist judging me it's fucking weird and I feel like what it is deep down too is that subconsciously I'm a very judgmental person even though I could say like I don't give a shit I'm not bigoted I'm not this I'm not which I'm not but um I I do inherently judge people and I'm so self-conscious of the way people perceive me because I have a natural knack of rejecting people before they reject me you know and I don't know if it's fear uh, of abandonment or rejection or what have you but I do it and and I think it's because I I'm just I'm just innately afraid that people are are going to do the same to me. And out of all people, my therapist, right? And that's why I'm going to therapy, because I have stupid fucking thoughts like that. Here am I. Here I am getting all deep with you guys. Because you know what? We're, we live in a very vulnerable time at this point. It's very historical, very... Yeah, I, I've I've ran on a synonyms, you know. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, I have my degree in journalism, but you know what are words? What are words? Fuck. And I've been reading religiously too, so you'd think I'd absorb some sort of intellect, but no, no, I am still a feeble-minded social degenerate. And there I go with the self-deprecation because. It's me. <laughs> it's me. Self-loathing Tiana. Um, but yeah, I also, believe it or not, I was watching um, this new Netflix series, adult animated series. It's called Midnight Gospel. It's the shit. And um, it's the same creators of Adventure Time. And um, it's, it's, it's just this very surreal thing. Uh, it's starring Duncan Trussell, who's a famous comedian, and he's really known to 
to you know push for psychedelics and he's always talking about his experiences and shit so like the main character i guess has this like simulation thing that looks like a, a vagina and every time he taps into it he um he taps into uh, a different world different dimension or what have you and upon those quests he runs into characters and the conversations that are that that they're having most of them are from his podcasts and it's and and then it's just like a plethora of just like colors and psychedelic images and stuff like that and it's pretty cool and uh, on the last episode gets really existential and he's talking to his mom and he's being reborn and all this trippy shit is happening and uh i'm and there's how they have this conversation about death and how when you're closer to death you feel you start to feel more present and feel more alive and um and i know that's not across the board but you know it's an interesting um take on it and um and then they were talking about having kids and blah 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 and, and i thought to myself because i'm getting at that age where people <laughs> for some reason like to ask me if i'm married if i have kids blah 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 blah. and i personally don't want kids um i and in no disrespect to anyone who wants them but i feel like it's super egotistical um to really want kids because it's like why does the world need more of me honestly (laughs) like the world doesn't need more tiana um and we're overpopulated dude we're in the middle of a quarantine i feel so sorry for mothers right now or future mothers because shit oh man that's that's like next level stress that's like i would wake up with a head full of gray honestly if that was my existence at this point um so yeah it's the ego egotism it's it's also fear of not wanting or not being a good mother because i feel like the world is a very scary place and in turn of wanting to protect my child i might shelter them (laughs) and fucking you know turn into um what's her face (laughs) dd blanchard from the act you know fucking pretending like my child is sick so she could stay with me forever um no i would never fucking do that sick but speaking of the act the act was a phenomenal um mini series on hulu and if you haven't checked it out you should check it out now you should do that shit um because I, I remember seeing the Mommy Dead, Mommy Dearest documentary on HBO. And I just remembered being astounded by that story and how a woman can lie to her child for years and years and years and convince the public that her child is sick and accepting all this money from the government and charity and all this shit. And when, in fact, her daughter could walk, her her daughter was super healthy, shave her head like every month and shit. It was 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of don't blame her daughter for, like, setting up her murder. I'm not saying she deserved to get murdered, but you know what I mean. She's not, she was not a nice woman. But I I just fear of t- not necessarily turning into that, per se, because I feel like that's such a disgusting thing to do to your child. Um, but I, I just feel like I'd, I'll be that overtly overprotective mother and i won't allow my child to experience the world and i'll rob her of that because i mean no disrespect but that kind of happened to me when i was younger you know my my i was i was the firstborn, aka the guinea pig and um yeah like i wasn't really allowed to play outside and walk around the neighborhood and stuff like that and i it it was a rarity that I hung out with friends, you know, outside of school. Um, but yeah, you know, so those 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 are like the two main components that that led me to not wanting to have kids. Um, but going back to this episode of Midnight Gospel, um, I came to the realization that. I don't want to I I don't want to have children because it's another reason to be heartbroken or potentially get my heart broken. And yeah, you can argue like, "Oh, my kids are the greatest thing that that's ever happened to me." And that's the thing. And that is the thing. The greatest thing that's ever happened to you. You know that shit's not going to be perfect. And of course, you know, with everything's going to be hard work. But to be responsible for a life, and I'm obviously, like, psychologically <laughs> not really there. I I just, I don't know. I feel like it'll, it would be the ultimate heartbreak. Sending them off to college, or even if, like, they hurt themselves. You know what I mean? Like, I remember dropping my sister when she was a baby. I, I, my mom put her on my lap as she went to the bathroom or whatever, and the little munchkin just fucking rolled out of my lap, and I remember just staring at her little body, like, upside down, and she's just fucking screaming, and I'm staring at her, and I'm screaming, and my mom's like, what the fuck, pick her up, and I was like, no, you do it, and now I don't want to pick up babies anymore, (laughs) let alone have one so there you have it world i just don't want to get heartbroken again thanks sis thanks sis for falling out of my lap how fucking dare you and now i have all this fucking trauma and i don't know how to deal with shit so it's all my sister's fault and i take no accountability for it sorry not sorry i am sorry i'm really sorry (laughs) I am sorry for being like this, period. Um, But yeah, there's... It was heartbreaking. I'm just... And I think in the episode, what led me to that thought, it was not only like the talk about death, but they started to talk about heartbreak and not necessarily, you know, my girlfriend dumped me heartbreak, but just heartbreak in general. Grieving, just losing someone and... Or, or the loss of a friendship. It Heartbreak can apply to plenty of things. 
and and with that discussion of heartbreak it led me to to the thought of like wow this is I think this is the ultimate reason why I don't want to have children because and and I think it might go back to the thought of rejecting people before they reject me so it's like don't have a kid before they break my heart (laughs) before my kid rejects me um it's weird I don't know I got I got really existential I think I might read some Nietzsche tonight who knows um but you know what that's all I have to say um until next time you know what to do subscribe spread the word spread the gospel tell your therapist shit tell my therapist because i i feel like i haven't been telling her shit all right scumbags stay easy